Yeah. Welcome to the Off Space Podcast. Your host with the motherfucking most true golfer. And it's your favorite co-host, Isaac Offer. And today we're joined by a very special guest. My dog, Mook. Pretty Mookie. Pretty Mookie the culprit in-house COA. Yes, sir. Um, you know, in the building. Glad you know someone's always feeling Glad themselves. No offense when you're giving an intro like that. I love it, man. <laughs> you you confidence to. coming My through. Got the gold to be here, yes, sir. We're legend status. Happy to have you here, man. Great energy. Yes, sir. And just a little bit about my dog. He's been rapping for a long time. We were actually, we had a lot of good discussion, like off the mic about some of this stuff. But he's somebody that I put it in a category of their pen is what you're going to know him for before anything else. And he's made sure to make that the thing that comes to the forefront for him. If you follow him on any social media, it's going to be at Mook Sprockets. We're going to include it in the link below on youtube and all of the audio spaces that we're on but one of my favorite things he does and it's one of the few people that is not afraid to still do is like the freestyles like my dog will still drop the videos and still just give you some bars and show you that y'all can't sit at the same table as him and so (laughs) (laughs) we got to make sure there but do you have anything coming up do you want to give them a little tidbit about yourself um right now uh me and my brother we're working on some new stuff um got some new freestyles coming right now i'm working on my solo tape right now doing a lot of visuals getting a lot of visuals done for my last project sativa dribble if you ain't, if you ain't check that out definitely all dsps for sure for sure um getting some visuals done and trying to trying to stay consistent with the visuals mm-hmm. you know while we all we all in the house right now everybody's glued to whatever screen they looking at all day exactly. so you're, you got your eyes on like the and your mind on like what's important right now especially for that. because i look at me i know i'm on my, if I'm not on my phone, I'm on my computer. Bro, my screen all day. time is making me depressed every week, bro. I'm, telling, <laughs> I'm telling you. I just try not to look at it. I'm just You're trying to make sure I'm looking at the, what I want to look at. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm listening to music, I'm looking at videos. Fuck with that. You feel at least me? something, you know what I'm saying? Try to stay out the YouTube um, mm-hmm. rabbit hole. Oh my, that shit gets it's dangerous. But I saw you were working on, like you said, new music videos coming, new mm-hmm. freestyles coming, new music coming. Are you going to, like, this is a question I'll actually ask, just pop it off a little bit before we get into heat checks and start. Yeah. But um, a lot of artists are kind of afraid of what is to come in this pandemic, mm-hmm. right? Like when it comes with music, just because you don't know how the scape's going to look right now, right? And so are you really wary with drops right now, whether it comes to audio drops or whether it comes to visual drops, mm-hmm. or does it not really bother you? You're just kind of shoot them out and just keep going um or do you have a better or do you have like a pandemic plan or is it just going to be same shit always a plan um i would say more so in the beginning of the pandemic i had more of a like like you said more weary like Mm -hmm. not sure how you want to approach it kind of Mm -hmm. wait and see mentality but now i'm just like i'm just ready to go because i feel like how things are right now this is leading towards what the future is going to be exactly you feel me like so it's better to get comfortable rather than just keep waiting for things to get back to your comfort zone because exactly. who the fuck knows. I feel like that's <laughs> probably a good thought because like, we were just talking about this and as an entertainer like yourself, you have a unique perspective, probably even more so than others, on what it means to like kind of navigate trying to do what you do in a yeah. time when what you do has been completely shifted. You know, It's not like selling some shit on Amazon that's easy to do and people are still doing it even to like mm-hmm. better degree you have to figure out how to navigate a little differently so yeah. you're doing a good job with it though i, I noticed appreciate you man chuga put me on because when he tried to show me your music for the first time he showed me i think it was like um it was through like a music video or something like that and the visual were crazy with it too and it you kind of like tapped into I that think the first thing i showed him which 
my nigga always has that. I was telling him, like, I hate standing next to this nigga sometimes because he always outswags me. So I'm only happy that I'm <laughs> no taller because that's all I have is the height <laughs> on me right now. But anyways, like, this nigga, like, he had, like, the fucking, he had the pink silky on and, like, one of the freestyles. Oh, I think that was crazy. Uh, going crazy. Always. Do you always, I'm sure, like, you care just as somebody that is always, like, pretty mm-hmm. well put together, like, when you step out. But even when it comes to your visuals, do you always overthink them or is it kind of like a this is the vibe right now let's just get it or do you kind of plan them as you go even with something like a freestyle mm-hmm. um 100% overthink for sure mm-hmm. for sure um but even when I do overthink I just wind up just going back to what I originally thought your first time you yeah. <laughs> feel me but overthinking that's that's like my in the past that's been my biggest enemy with any of this music shit so mm-hmm. definitely plays a part in the visuals with overthinking but but they are always catered to like what you're doing at that time specifically in that exactly are, do you ever exactly. like work on like the visuals just solely by yourself or are other people involved with it as well that kind of like help make that come together um especially for the stuff that i'm doing now um most of the visuals i'm doing by myself especially for this next video that i'm doing for um one of my songs off my project I'm putting like a story together based off of a movie mm-hmm. so with stuff like that like i just write it out mm-hmm. by detail because i like to know i like to be hands-on with what i'm doing mm-hmm. so if i see something that i don't like i can tell you why i can okay, tell the yeah. videographer what i don't like about this or what i want to add in you know mm-hmm. so i would say for the most part especially recently i've been trying to put most of the stuff together myself i get that and but i, I can kind of guess you're that kind of person too because like it helps especially when you're really creative like that yeah. you always respect other people like a giving you what they have like yeah. to make whatever you want to do work because you know you can't do everything mm-hmm. no matter how much you want to you can't do it all to like the level of 10 like you want to mm-hmm. but when you are that kind of person you always want to put like a little bit of your thoughts a little bit of your spin on it because even with people that we've worked on that were way better than us at certain shit yeah, to yeah. get done for like what we wanted to do we were still the kind of people like we had ideas of how we wanted it to work and like doing things like that so i get you but i got an amazing team though in-house atl run by my boy my boy keith and um got my boy ac kilo few other people in there like we um anything that i that i want to work on i'll bring it to them Mm -hmm. and get their perspective on it and they'll add to it let me know if they do like it you know just a real team effort like and and i feel like that's the most important thing with music and is he like um southern keith not like yeah yeah. yeah. oh not not that not not the the taller keith the shorter keith (laughs) (laughs) he seems like somebody which i'm happy like because i've seen your house dynamic a little bit like obviously that was like on some like pregame or just like homie shit but mm-hmm. I mean like just the people you seem to surround yourself with whether it be like the mutual friends we have that's a blessing in a game like this because I don't think none of them niggas are gonna lie to you you know what I'm saying like it's people that are just gonna be honest and straight up with you about like what's going on and give you honest feedback because as an artist one thing that's important that artists remember just creators in general remember is it's your art sure. and so you can hear 3,000 opinions if you don't like what they're saying, like do what you want to do and stay true to you. But you should always be open to criticism, critique, mm-hmm. like whatever, because it could take your vision to a new level. Because whatever people tell you, you could put your own spin on it, and then it's just something you didn't even think of, yeah. and boom, it's out of here. You know speaking of honesty, Keith was just giving me a good, good little um, talking to not too long ago. <laughs> just, really, <laughs> just keep just keeping it a thousand, like, you know. And you need that though, like for sure, because if you don't have nobody around you, that's gonna keep it a, a hundred with you and just keep you on your shit let you know when you slipping or letting you know when maybe this or add this and do this or you know just just stay on you like that's important to have that around you because 
Self-motivation is great, but you got that motivation from the people around you. And you people that truly have your best self-interest in mind. That's who. Because they're not going to yes-men you to death. Because yes-men mm-hmm. will just send you into like a spiral of bad. You know what I'm saying? You're never going to get better if niggas are just like every single thing. is like outstanding. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like you're doing the right thing. You're doing this when you know you're fucking up yourself in certain areas. Like me, yeah. myself, I know I'm lazier than I should be with some discipline in this entertainment shit, just being completely honest, I should be more diligent with my video work sometimes, and more diligent with like some of the little editing I do on the audio, you know, stuff like that. And it takes people like him, it takes people like my roommate, like yeah. that really are on my ass about it. Like, no dog, you know where you want to be, so like act like you want to yeah. be there. You I know? mean, you know, our, our issue, we're, we're hoarders. Like, no, we're, we're <laughs> we get all the content <laughs> together and be like, Alright, let's add something else to it. Let's, let's get, let's <laughs> get this, shoot this, let's shoot this, let's shoot mm-hmm. this, like, and just just be hoarding on the shit. Like, we got shit from last year that's ready to, mm-hmm. to, ready go. to go. I feel like that's the, <laughs> somebody, like, a creative person's kind of, like, downfall, though. You really only, and it sounds weird, or it sounds fucked, I guess, in some capacity, but you really only want to do the fun shit and what's fun to you, right? Mm. So that is creating content. So when you know there's all this, like, minute details and shit that you have to worry about, that's a little bit more the busy work things that you would want to delegate to somebody else, like the business side of it or like the technical shit. You, that's never what you're like, oh, I'm so happy I got to wake up today and put in eight <laughs> hours on editing a video. That you is feel that is not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying wait. to shoot the video. I can't wait till I can yeah. pay niggas. But that's, anyway. a, that's a great thing about having you bro here though. Like mm-hmm. no matter what, exactly. anybody slipping on anything, y'all holding each other accountable. Exactly. But mm-hmm. enough of that for right now. Like we're going to intertwine some more of that conversation as for we sure. go because your perspective is going to be a unique one in regards to the fact that people know us like the people that watch this shit mm-hmm. so a lot of the times good listening to the Outspace space podcast yeah, the squad, you know? hey but it's like it's predictable to a sense you know mm-hmm. it's like yes the conversation is going to be unique and like things of that nature yeah. but if you asked us like hey about this person like we don't use names of people that we don't fuck with, but you're going to know I don't fuck with that type of person. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's unique always to get just somebody else's brain mm-hmm. and somebody's outlook on some of these things. So before we get into the nitty gritty of it, how's everybody doing today? How's y'all's past weeks been? Like, um, I don't know about y'all, but with Thanksgiving, everything's been super, super smooth mm-hmm. for me. Thanksgiving hasn't always been like my holiday for sure, just mm-hmm. due to family stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, But this year I was like, you know, I'm not going to be that... I'm not gonna be a nigga just sit in the crib and just sulk about mm-hmm. how things aren't yeah, and just yeah. kind of just get in that mode of you know appreciating the moment you feel me because it's a lot that we take definitely take advantage of and take for granted you feel me so I just made sure stay in the moment get out there actually be with my fam and just have a great Thanksgiving it was great that's nice man how about you hear that no I love that I love that a lot uh, for me, I'm not gonna lie, cause like especially with like right now and not being able, to, I guess, talk on more of the social shit. So again, it's just like being around family, especially in the moment and things like that with Thanksgiving and the holidays like around the corner. Being able to appreciate some of the things that I do, especially doing them with family, like you know, me and Sumpto hanging out with each other. That man pisses me off all the time, but being able to hang out with him, play just little shit like chess or whatever, right? Well, you don't get to do that with people, cause let's be honest, who who the fuck does that for the most part? And, and being able to enjoy things like that. And he's in fucking nursing school now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he don't, you don't see niggas all the time because we're adults. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the number one things I wanted to go into a little bit, like with what you said, but on like a personal anecdote level. It's like 
Thanksgiving has always been kind of like that with me too. Like my family's always been pretty close knit. Don't get me wrong, but for mm-hmm. some reason, like with holidays, like I always know I'm about to get into an argument with somebody or I'm about to be pissed off. Like mm-hmm. I always just for some reason, like you've seen it. Like it seems like <laughs> where, where do you think that stems from? At some point, like that energy. Like to be real, like I don't know. Like it could just be me finding a reason. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like because sometimes. You need to just enjoy things for what they are and enjoy things in the moment, right? And sometimes I'll set, like, unrealistic expectations for certain shit. Like, bringing, like, when I my, when I was with my ex, right? Like, bringing her around my family. Like, mm-hmm. a couple times it went, like, south, right? But it's because probably in my head, like, I want to use that because that kind of stems into the holidays a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, like, I just have a picture in my head of what I want the situation to be right mm. and that's not realistic i can't predict if mom's on 10 like that day yeah. i can't predict if like my dad's bullshit or like this or like that or like one of my siblings etc right but this year surprisingly like on the same tip like you were talking about i think a lot of people have just gotten so much shit put into perspective with all of the fuck shit that's going on this year you know what i'm saying like losing like rp kobe and losing a bunch of just like major prominent people people period losing family all year we're seeing yeah. all of the social justice stuff happening but like all of the shit black people been knowing happening but now we're seeing it like on camera every day you know what i'm saying yeah. to the point that we're realizing that we can't take this shit for granted and this has been the smoothest holiday for me like it was really like a good in and out of like yeah. i went home enjoyed my time with everybody I didn't even smoke before Thanksgiving for the first time. That shit is crazy. I was just chilling there sober a whole time. Yeah. Like, and still, it was, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I was confused. Yeah. Like, no, it was really just cool all day. That's cool why I, all day. I get it, myself. Because I know, like, everyone's family situation is different. So I'm not about to sit here and pretend like everybody's just, you know, has the best relationship with all of their family members and shit. Mm-hmm. And everything's gravy because that's never how it is. But I know, especially in the past, knowing that even if you do have a good relationship with your family... They're the people that know how to get you to that point that you're pissed off or know how to get you to the point where, like, you're agitated. Or like, they you know, turn your buttons like You know, because they, 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 they really know you type shit. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, like, ha- again, having life change so much in, like, these months or whatever to where you realize what's important and what's not important and just, like, not letting that shit phase you. For and sure. Just, you For know, sure. enjoying the moment. Like you said, putting shit in perspective, like... I definitely with my family my family's super loving so anything that's going on it's like it's definitely internal my picture of what i want things to be you feel exactly. me mm-hmm. you know putting things in perspectives everybody being in the house this much right. you feel me like, <laughs> how you sit back like damn maybe i'm tripping like, that's right, bro. I've been asking myself all year with certain little shit, and I feel like I've grown. Like, Start asking yourself, is that me? Tweet yeah, is it me? About 2020, <laughs> ironically, being genuinely the best year of my life. Like, this has been the best year of my life, like, from a lot of standpoints. But from, like, a mental growth standpoint, a lot of people talked about this shit at the beginning. Like, yo, this is the growth year. Like, stay inside and do this. whoop de whoop de whoop And I get it. Did they but say it in see, uh, March, though? Like, when COVID started looks spooky? People, or did they say it in January like they always say it? And then, <laughs> definitely, like, definitely about February. Definitely about like, February, people were like, oh, Oh, we're gonna have to be in the crib, blah blah blah, and then. Mm-hmm. But you notice that a lot of people have changed. Don't get me wrong, and a lot of people really haven't changed. But I've seen like rapid growth in a ton of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it seems like this has been a year to like double down and really learn you. You know what I'm saying? Like be with you and like figure out exactly like what's going on with yourself. And it's made a lot of situations in life easier for me because I've been able to just point shit out with myself. Like mm-hmm. yeah, in that situation you are a dickhead. Like yeah, in that situation like yeah, the shit is forcing people temper. to have to deal with themselves you feel me like mm-hmm. really like sit down and deal with your family deal with your people that you 
run out to go to the club to get away from Loki mm-hmm. every day. You, you don't really me. notice it. You feel me? Like you start to notice little tendencies, like me with smoking. Like I got to a point where I realized, like, and don't get me wrong, like I had to shift everything with that. Like I started only smoking at nights for like anxiety and like to help go to sleep, like mm-hmm. genuine. Mm-hmm. And so I like get into my creative zone like at nighttime and just like do what I got to do and then pass out, right? Mm-hmm. But before I started to notice, like that was initially like an escape just like i didn't want to deal with shit i didn't want to like think about shit i didn't want to like work through shit myself Mm -hmm. right and once i figured that and started to do the shit that actually serves me like meditation like journaling you know like little stuff like that and everybody's different don't get me wrong i started to it was like a fast track to where i feel like and everyone older probably thinks every young nigga thinks like this you know what i'm saying but i feel like this is the year that I truly have all the keys. I just need to execute now. It just took me getting this old to get them. Like, I had to run through yeah. the shit I ran through to, like, learn the shit I need to become the successful person that I want to be in the future. And so it is what it is there. But great on everybody. Happy everybody's happy and everybody's in good spirits right Let's now. Chilling, bro. Let's, Let's, you. Let's get straight into music shit, though. Um, what have y'all been listening to this week? Throw out a heat check for everybody. I'll go ahead and start it off. Um, something that kind of struck a chord with me because I've been listening to like a lot of like what my rotation has been from recently, but not on any like standout shit, you know, like nothing really would pop like that. But then I was listening to something. It's funny enough because it was today, just trying to catch up on some things that I missed. And I used to be a giant J. Cole fan. Mm-hmm. He knows this. That was just like one of the people that really got me into I like that was his first go like, yeah we're like real. who like, really got like me first. into like rap type shit that's a good I, one that's a good one because i if he fit, fit more of a nigga like me i wasn't the kind that was like out doing like whatever shit it just felt like i like the storytelling i like whatever things and i like like the message and shit as corny as that sounds i know it always sounds corny hey, saying I'm, it I'm right there with you man i'm right there with you so but listening to a song today i guess by corday which seems like he's on like he was definitely one of those people who was inspired by a J. Cole type and shit like that. And see, hearing his song, Parables, there it sounded like it brought back that same feeling, which made me really enjoy the song. And there was a line in there, because I know uh, one of Cole's best songs to me, and one of my favorite songs, is Dollar in a Dream. Mm-hmm. And so he made a line in that uh, song called, and in the line reference like, a penny and a plan and I was like oh I see mm. I see you don't you maybe didn't mean to but I know why you did that <laughs> so you feel like he comes from that same tree as J. Yeah, Cole yeah, kind of that, that same feel like mm-hmm. if we go like cause he's a decade younger so you really chop up a lot of these generations every 5'10 like if we go whole classes whole classes probably now with how fast it's going I'll give it like 5 you know what I'm saying but you got people similar but I feel like it's definitely the, the world always seems to show itself by decades mm-hmm. like you see like the different especially variations with, especially with rap like exactly. if I'm doing like like you said by the decade you can see like alright these are the five niggas that dominated this decade mm-hmm. you can see pieces of people from before in all five of those artists because exactly. they got it like, from someone like oh this is the Jay-Z of this generation exactly. this is the not to say that anybody's you know, the same person but you know this is, the, <laughs> this, is the, this is the Nas of this generation this is the who, this is the Wayne of this generation like, even down to like niche shit like motherfuckers would really like not even think of the fact that there's like a crime mob of this generation there's like a this of this generation there, like, there's so many people that all this shit repeats bro mm-hmm. it's so <laughs> it simple. really do like. like even back to the beginning of this shit back to the beginning of hip hop it's like we found a new flavor flavor like every 10 years you know what I'm yeah, saying like yeah. every 5 years like motherfuckers act like 
they were never influenced by anybody, which is the funniest thing in the world to me, because if you listen to music, the person you listen to was influenced by somebody that was influenced by somebody that was influenced, influenced by somebody. By like, it's a never-ending mm-hmm. cycle. And you admitting that shit is never looks bad on you. It's just you being real. It's just you can up. always put your... Because this is something like when you're trying to... I know this is like weird tangent, and I want to get <laughs> onto what y'all were talking about, especially for your songs and things like that. Shoot for it. Mm-hmm. But you, I remember I used to look into how to be successful in these different realms or whatever, right? Especially as someone who didn't want to be on a more traditional route. So, like, there wasn't a laid-out plan for, like, go to college for certain things. I'm in college, but I knew, like, the things I wanted to do weren't necessarily something that that would teach me. Okay. So, I'd be on, like, a YouTube learning how to, like, what makes you successful in these different routes. And they're like, look, like, nothing's wrong with drawing inspiration from others. You could do things that, you know, you liked to do or, like, you thought were interesting. It's just, who are you when you're doing that? What's your unique perspective? And I feel like that's the same for music because you can say you're not influenced by anybody but you want to make music okay what is music you've obviously taken it from somewhere you've heard it before what did you like to listen to whether you like it or not that's been ingrained in you and you're, it's going to end up coming out in some variation like thug sounds like nobody in 2020 you know what i'm saying he just sounds like thug but like thug's first couple tapes he sounded like wayne like you could tell the person that was their biggest influence and that's how a lot of people get into their own but like when you listen to thug and you listen to a lot of new rappers mm-hmm. now you hear his like this sounded like his influence. Same, yeah. shit. same shit. That whole thing using your voice as like a as like an instrument. Oh my god! You, you mm-hmm. hear it, like, and it's <laughs> funny. Even with him, like we're gonna get into this like a little bit later, but it's like Thug is one of two people. Ironically, he was talking about stacks this week too with the Andre three thousand stuff. But it's like <laughs> Thug is one of two people, him and Andre three thousand, <laughs> that it's not like sometimes like Kendrick on Blessed, mm-hmm. he turned into the instrumental. Like, the way he was rapping, like, he floated on that shit to the point that you can almost hear the instrumental without it being in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug's the same way. Like, Doug, but that, he always is like that. It's like, whatever song comes on, this nigga transforms into the instrumental. Like, that's one of the number one artistic things to me about Doug. Like, this mm-hmm. nigga screaming out shit like, this money turning me on. And then you're hearing, like, the horns and shit in the background. <laughs> you're like, bro, it sounds like the fucking instruments are saying this money turning me on. Like, this nigga sounds... That might be one like, of the most crazy. iconic things I've heard. No, of this is a joke. Doug is a joke. But, yeah, going past one that, of the first yeah. people that caught my eye doing shit like that. Because mm-hmm. Andre 3000, when you were listening to his older... Well, this thing a very limited catalog so i'll say older music like he has a bunch of new music but listening to like the shit that put us on to like the outcasts yeah. and things like that you could hear big boy was the if you came from like a traditional route and this is no slight because i think anybody that puts stacks here you got to put big boy right here because they were both just as important to that collective so mm-hmm. let's be clear about respect for big boy but like why do people put 3000 so much higher I think it's because of it's because um everyone heard. I have my own opinion. But I wonder. Everyone heard international players anthem, and that's the only Andre three thousand verse that white people like to reference. <laughs> and so say, yeah, that and like hey, uh, I feel like commercial <laughs> say, commercial success. Like outside love, of, like out, hey, they love those so fucking hey. They love that shit. <laughs> commercial damn. success outside of that is just like you know things that I say again were bigger for like all people because again their music touched more than just black people like no matter how we look at it you know and so like the only way you go shop is if you touch everybody exactly and so when you're looking at somebody in that grand scheme of like all influences and shit like especially like really a lot younger people you even look at shit like um I don't know class of 3000 you know like this show on Cartoon Network and it's like you know uh, that was only Andre (laughs) you know what I mean on there like it's just him breaking outside of that into like these different things that left an impression on people that were solely him. I've never seen that. 
Cartoon yeah, Network. Yeah, it was like a it's show on Cartoon Network that they had like all these little kids who like and it's funny played and instruments and made music and every episode they dropped a the song. Music was crazy. And about him. He was, he was the, the teacher. teacher. He was the teacher. Okay. Yeah, and so he, he was, was a part of the song too. Oh, that's fire. Bro. It was, was one of my favorite shows. Been that. that soundtrack crazy, bro. I it's think a kid's show. Like crazy. How old are you? I'm 26. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like to be fair, if he didn't have me as a little brother, probably. I or like my little sister, he may not have seen it. Because mm. it was just a little bit younger than y'all. I think okay. growing up. Because okay. I caught a lot of shit just like watching shit with my little sibling. So I just yeah. got lucky on that. I said, but dog. I'm telling you, you're going to listen to that soundtrack or you're going to go listen to a couple songs from it. You'll be like, this nigga made outstanding music on a kid's show. Like, like, he's like a real genius, genius, you know, fellow, genius fellow Grady baby. You feel yes, me? Yeah. Grady Hopefully I got here. some of that. You feel nah, me? Northside <laughs> Hospital around here. <laughs> Northside Hospital. Shout out to Northside. Shout out to Northside. <laughs> See, I'm happy I can say Grady, though. Niggas tell me I'm not Atlanta. I'm like, you feel okay. me? I don't, <laughs> like, I don't care if I'm in Grenada. <laughs> you feel me? Grady. Right here, nigga. Moving past that, though, what have you been listening to, man? Um, I've been heavy into really listening a lot of Benny the Butcher. Really, that is gonna be a part of my heat check, and I have heavy, an apology um, with mine, but go hard. Heavy. If I um had to pinpoint one, I would say New Streets off New of Street. that Burden of Proof. <sighs> Benny's just Benny's yeah. Benny's different. What speaks bro. to you about New Streets? Benny's different, bro. Like, bro. He's, that project, I was telling niggas, I was like, the way this nigga has been ripping every feature, because it's the same way I told niggas. Niggas don't rap like that no more. Like, he's he's like, and I'm pretty sure I've heard him, mm-hmm. other people say this about him too, but like, it's like if Jada Kiss and Styles P came out like now, like in this era. Like, exactly. Questions that I've always had, like, because, you know, music is going a certain way. Mm-hmm. More melodic, more, more pop-ish in certain mm-hmm. ways, or just... The way people are rapping now is just a little different than it used to be. But to see someone like Benny come in and just straight get Bars. right back to straight back to the they, basement, when like they've been to the doing it. straight mm-hmm. to that that kiss, that, that style, corner. Speed, that like that, the literally that feel. the rolling dice rapping on a corner <laughs> like music, like just straight the straight bars, like and being successful with it, being very successful with it and doing it his way. Like he's not following no type of trend for real. He just. Mm-hmm. Even if you look at his older music, like he's been doing this, like, and to see that come come in together, like even that song "New Streets," like it's just a verse, mm-hmm. just a verse, mm-hmm. beat, talk at the end, like. But it was like it was no enough. hook, no. Because you don't, you didn't want all the other stuff. You're like, I you just feel me, like, like this man really just brings that. Bruh. That's the type of shit I love. I love to see a nigga be able to go in the booth and just drop a verse and a, and just just go oh, crazy just go. no that's my favorite thing about benny and i'm actually going to he's a part of the heat check that i'm about to say as well but my favorite thing about benny is the fact that the griselda movement in general is showing people that they're still because a lot of people forget people like uh fucking and i feel so disrespectful no like a danny brown right and just like certain artists that had their moments and people think oh what's happening to them they're this this that no these things are still very successful For like sure. making a ton of money like For people sure. think that if you're not billboarded or if you're not like the talk this front page of the shade room or like on all this shit all the time that you're not super successful because they fall into the smoke and mirrors of the music industry when really the most successful niggas long term are like a styles are like a jada like Maybe. people that created a niche for themselves created a pocket that they have a cult following of fans that are always going to fuck with that and they're going to follow you everywhere so you're always going to stay paid so like benny don't, don't do he's going to stay paid forever don't do like ever. jada kiss i'm still excited to hear jada kiss and styles p projects it's 2020 you know what i'm saying yeah. if you caught certain fans they're good on you forever but you know what that is though 
Because at the end of the day, good music's forever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all the other shit people, like, judge rappers and singers and whatever off of are only for the moment when it comes to, like, the Instagram shit. Like, all the extra, like, outside, like, scandals and stuff. Like, that's, I guess, interesting for the moment, but... No one gives a you know, fuck in music, there's always that time around. where everybody's like, oh, hip-hop is dying. It's, right. it's turning mm-hmm. into... Bro, like, think about it. Like, It's in every generation. There's yeah, always the like, outliers and then the... And it's the every generation. Like, it's not going nowhere. That's the funniest part to me because hip-hop is forever. Y'all got to accept that. But forever. it's like, motherfuckers will take... Because, like you were saying, the shift, right? I'm happy we've gotten away from this a little bit because I think, really, Griselda is pulling the feeling back a little bit, which is good. I really do love that in music. But, like, a lot of people don't look at... Because you look at the glitz, the glamour. And so people will see like a little pump. We'll just use him as an example. Somebody that made M&M's. <laughs> he made eight figures that one year though. It was one year. Amazing. He's never going to get paid again because niggas don't care about him. Like mm. that was that was his one year and now you got to manage that the rest of your life. You see all the desperate moves. You see all the like whatever's and we won't even dwell on him. He's just a good example because we saw how big you can get in one mm. year, you know, because he made a ton of money that year. I'm not going to take that away, but it was one year. Jada Kiss, Styles P, like a Benny, like people, like a Freddie Gibbs. I'm happy he's now getting his notoriety and recognition. Those are people that, would you rather get like eight, ten million dollars? No, would you rather get like fifteen million dollars in a single year and then no one's gonna fuck with you anymore and you're not gonna get paid for the rest of your life unless you do some whatever shit? Or would you rather get like, let's say their biggest year? I don't know these niggas' numbers. I'm not looking in their pockets. It's just for sake of example, right? Mm. You build up that following that actually fucks with you, that actually loves you, and you make like five in your biggest year, but the rest of your life, you're at least hitting one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but from that same perspective, just playing devil's advocate, like a lot of niggas is, a lot of people, kids, like for real, like they mm-hmm. are, will they even be, a, the way niggas is going out, like would it be alive in another year or two? Fair Three? Like, Fair. They see that, that $8 million check, like I'm gonna do whatever, I'm gonna sign that, I'm gonna take that, and live life to the fullest because niggas is living life like there's no tomorrow like real like, really really niggas no. don't give a we've fuck we've seen it like firsthand. like to be real if you've been around like a lot of these industry things in Atlanta like you've seen some crazy shit and we're just in the A we're not even in other places where people are talking about nut shit mm-hmm. yeah. nut shit going on but so actually you talk to the wrong right person they'll be like I'll take that 8 mil and that's it it's over with. You know what I'm saying? Quick. Because I don't know if I'm going to be here next year. But I got actually a question for you that goes down that path after I say my heat check. But I'm going to start my heat check off by apologizing. And I'm not apologizing because of the fact that we forgive you, I said anything. And this nigga hilarious. It's not like I said anything that wild. It's like I feel like I didn't give dude enough flowers. Who's going to say right. wild shit? I do say <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm just happy someone else I is do here make for jokes. it. I make a lot of jokes. Usually though. it's me like <laughs> But I do have to apologize to Russ only because oh, that last project okay. made me a fan. That's right. Because I don't check for his Didn't music. Expect that. I never check for his music. I know he had singular songs here and there I really fucked with. Like, I was never a hater. I would listen to the music. It just mm-hmm. wasn't really for me. But, like, this last project, I think he, he was looking for people like me. You know what I'm saying? In terms of, like, the... I'm going to show these niggas I do this and then get back to the music that's mm-hmm. making me $30 million a fucking year for him. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the white cult shit he's built with like that poppy sound, right? So this whole album, he dropped like a little EP the... I think it was like two weeks ago. I saw he did like a freestyle rap city to base... Like a basement. Bro, I'm bringing that I'm back. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. like this was like... It was like seven songs maybe. It was like a little EP. He just threw it out there. Crazy. It's like the whole thing is just raps. It's literally just spitting. He only has spitters on there with him. Okay. And he, um, Alchemist Production. Mm-hmm. There's fucking, um, 
Ninth Wonder went crazy, crazy on actually my heat track, which mm. is Momentum, okay. on that album that's featuring Benny and Black Thought. Mm. And when I tell you, like, I heard that. when I tell you, I don't even want to, I can't get disrespectful because there are two legends on there, so I'm going to chill. But it's like, he, oh, he, he, I know you're about no, to say that. He was, he, he I know was, you're about he to was say right there, though. Like, I'm telling you, you would never expect that, though, with, the, with Russ rapping with these people, right? Mm-hmm. But Benny got both of them. But like, like Russ is a student of game, though, man. For sure, I was about to say, sure. like, I give him his respect. I we're we're from this area, so you've heard like the probably the low shit about him. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. because you you hear about people that are catching buzz in this city, and like even then, like when I went to a, an Earth Gang concert mm-hmm. that. It was like Earth Gang, JID, like they even brought Russ out at the concert. You know what I'm saying? He just came and performed a song like on some small venue shit. And that nigga's only doing festivals at that point yeah. in stadiums, yeah. like big ass shit that he's selling out. And it's because like this Atlanta connection is, it's not as sweet as motherfuckers like to make it mm-hmm. seem like outside of the city, but it is real in terms of everybody does kind of know everybody. Like you've at least heard of most people, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and it's the most important. I mean, y'all already know this is the most important place for music, period, period. in the world like, right now. It's mm-hmm. the, like, well, I'm not even just saying music, because I feel like it's just, we can get into, like, what it means to be in the city of Atlanta right now, just from, like, being here, and, like, that's probably a talk for another day, because I don't want us to, like, go yeah, on that yeah. for, like, ever, but, <laughs> man. It's only getting bigger. Exactly. It's only getting bigger. Do you guys not think, though, like, somebody like a him, maybe dabbling in, like, these other things that's conventionally not what's made him his bread? as opposed to like some of the more mainstream like poppy shit that he's done for like the masses do you not think that's attributed to the fact that he's selling out the major arenas like he's already doing that shit and he's made like crazy amounts of money at a certain point like obviously you can i don't know what kind of person you are but for most creatives that are doing something like that especially someone who's like a student of it and it's constantly been on all sides of like this music shit as well i'll say this like EP trying to get better proved he's a student it's like as much as he says he is like for real like he, he backed all of his talk up i mean he tells you every yeah, interview for sure. but <laughs> for sure but he'll, he'll, he'll tell it all the time but jokes aside it's like the fact of a someone like that once you get to a certain point like you can keep shooting trying to get to it like this amount a hundred million a billion whatever but when the money shit's not a, like motivating factor anymore maybe because you never know once you already got it exactly do you not think that's just like people are bored and want to like go to the uh, I guess push the bounds of what it, like their creativity is trying to get like the best products for themselves like a rap city and just like doing shit I know the way I say it like once you get the I mean I would love to get there but once you get the bag and you you did it however you did it you got that opportunity to go back into what made you fall in love with music exactly. what made you really what was you really a fan of because I don't care who you are if you rap whether you want to admit it or not, some somebody influenced you. For sure. Mm-hmm. For somebody sure. put that batter in your back. Like I want to, want to be like this. And so exactly. I was gonna say, like, I, I love what I'm saying. People right now. asking like, you on that. It's like when you see, especially there. Once you get to that point, again, no one knows how it's gonna feel. Like when you really look into your bank accounts, like, damn, there is fifty million. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> you know what I'm I like, did just do a ten thousand person show. That's crazy. <laughs> like no one knows. We don't know that right now, but soon though. Exactly. Yes, but when you <laughs> get there, do you know at least for yourself where you hold what's important to you or what you think is like important and what you plan on like doing with these things? It's like, can you at least say from your perspective that pushing the bounds of, of your creativity is important to you and seeing what that produces? Absolutely. Um, I hope once once we all reach that level, you feel me? I definitely want to keep the the core of why I like love to do music because music just at the end of the day just makes me happy. Exactly. Like, you know, you know, y'all know that feeling like when you're not really, when you're just getting into the the everyday's of life, just 
go to work, do whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're not doing what you really love to do, mm-hmm. you can feel that void just being missing. Like exactly. And I, especially with my music, especially a lot of stuff that I got coming out, I want to give that feeling to other people as well. Exactly. I get that. You know? I get that. And it's just like even. And the reason just stay true to myself over you got to you got to and we're gonna get into some of the Grammy bullshit I'm not gonna like read through the whole list and like whatever we're gonna <laughs> talk about like the, the major uh, points the there. Grammys but like before we get there like the main thing like you were talking about the things that gave you that feeling one I think that since hip hop like everything else like the major entertainment industries whether it be like sports or whatever a lot of them are really male dominated and you know how egos get you know how prideful people get Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of the times it's really difficult for people to admit i'm a fan of somebody or i love something because they feel like it makes them feel little bro when it's like bro we, none of us would be here if we weren't fans. You know what I'm saying? Deep like, in that conversation, if you want, like that's a, that's all ego. You feel me? It's like, all ego. The ego take you a long way. It'll kill you. Take you, you too. a long way. And mm-hmm. caring about what other people think, which we all fall victim, extent, fall victim for sure, to. For sure. But especially with social media and all of that, like you'll get you. I can easily see how someone could be like, I don't want to, I don't want to really give my influences out or who really inspires me daily mm-hmm. because, you know, it might get used against you, especially, exactly. especially as a guy, you always feel like any vulnerability you put out can be put back towards yeah. you. That's one of the scariest Which things. I hate that stigma is, is reality. But it's, some people, but it's, but it's important like, we speak on shit like this yeah. because like, that's why this podcasting shit was difficult at first, mm-hmm. right? Well, a little nuances of it because once again, we could talk all day. Like, we we regular chop like this. This is just now we have a camera on in the mic recording. We were doing mm-hmm. this before we were, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it's like admitting certain things or being vulnerable in certain areas because you feel like people can use that shit against you. And that's just some man shit if we're being real, like some pride, some ego shit. Mm-hmm. But I got to a point, A, I'm going to chuka it, but I'm going to try to be responsible first before I chuka it. The responsible thing is just realizing that a what makes you special and what makes you you is what you're looking at in the mirror every single day and like how you think and your essence of yourself everybody has different energies frequencies like whatever people want to believe in it's just true that's the truth of the matter and so the reason people are going to fuck with you is because of you if you are trying to be someone else if you're trying to perpetuate something if you're trying to like this this that like that's why AI is one of my biggest influences, period. Like, And I think he's the embodiment of a lot of shit that motherfuckers are pushing for right now mm-hmm. in the world because he's somebody that was even like, it brought to tears on all the smoke talking about how sad, how he would feel, he would feel like he was doing God a disservice because of the fact that God made him this way. So why would he not be himself, right? And then the other side of it, now that we're going to chook it after being responsible for two seconds, is none of y'all niggas are going to be my ass. So y'all can know whatever y'all want to know about me. And if you do think you can be my ass, we are in a very legal carrying state. But anyways, <laughs> we all get straight past the money. For sure, we got to just be real about that one. But <laughs> with the Grammys shit, though, that was funny. Like, we're a little bit past it. But the main thing that I wanted to discuss when it came to the Grammys, like, yes as people as the backpacky nerdy side of music for me mm. i wasn't mad at the album of the year announced people because of the fact that i've listened to all of those projects that royce project was actually beautiful like there's a lot of projects that people skipped over because they're people you're not going to really think about you know what mm. i'm saying alfredo was genuinely one of the best projects of the year in my opinion like i love the backpacky i love the rappy raps i love 
anything that there's a certain producers that you just know it's a win if for me personally like if harry fraud the alchemist like we can keep going ninth like we were talking about like mm-hmm. if they produce a track i know the music itself is just gonna sound so good that the nigga could just be whispering on the shit and I'm probably gonna enjoy it. That's so biased, but I'm being real about knowing my influences there. But taking away feeling like Roddy Rich got snubbed or feeling like Lil Baby got snubbed and all that, if you do feel that way, mm-hmm. you know. My main thing, because I was gonna have the whole discussion where we just like kind of went into that category and talked about that a little bit, but actually after a Drake post this week, talking about it, I kind of started to think about the shit that we've been saying all along in terms of A, why do we keep letting these white people validate us? But B, on top of just letting these white people validate us, it's like we are in the scariest, like creatives are the most dangerous people on this planet right now. Period. In all industries. Always have been. It always have been, but now it's in the forefront to where it's undeniable. Like they can't, like, they can't it's not like a, it's still the same industry bullshit that it's always going to be and it's always going to be predatory mm-hmm. and they're always going to try to take advantage of people we understand that we mm-hmm. see what they do in our communities but from a standpoint of just like everything being so easily accessible on the internet and now we have cameras in front so you really can catch people in bullshit a lot easier it's now somebody like a drake or like a Rihanna, like a Beyonce, like a Hove, like we're talking about the up, up, right? Mm-hmm. That has like all of the pull in all the industries, like they push a button and whatever they want is happening, happens. Yeah. If Beyonce, Drake, Hove, and Rihanna all decided to go to the Soul Train Awards next year, would it not be bigger than the Grammys? I don't you know what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it, I feel like that's just like a given because it wasn't there the year where to be fair everyone kind of like boycotted the grammys and yeah. tried to take a stand against that and then they started making reasonable change to have shit better represent like the black community and whatnot i feel like that's just and it was the like big names at the time and like obviously there's probably some people out there like ah fuck it, i'm gonna still go and i might be the only black person at this event they might get their shine i, I mean cool for you too but i feel like just having those big names off rip are gonna do that i don't well, know then my question is do you think that like we've said with how we know that we kind of have all the power right now that's it right there do you think that we're actually ever going to get to a point that people at the tippity top really do put their egos aside and we say we're just building something for black people because we run these industries so why not i would say yes but it's not gonna happen as fast as we would want it to Mm -hmm. you know do you think we're gonna see it i think little by little i believe so Mm-hmm. I believe so. Hopefully, we're not old heads by then. But, mm-hmm. but little by little, we're realizing even now, like we're realizing how much power we have. Like the shit only matters if we, we say it matters. If we say it matters, just like you just said, like if, if Beyonce, Jay Z, Nas, whoever, just say we mobbing out to the BET Awards every year. It's thugging. And we're stoked. Again. We getting crazy about posting every BET award, whatever. Mm-hmm putting the emphasis on this over the Grammys because the Grammys only get we're moving past the days where at least I believe so where the authority is old white man like I think it's slowly changing like you like, feel truly, me like truly. niggas are getting fucking tired of that shit oh like, my god niggas bro. getting tired of that they're shit they're so disconnected like, and yeah. you see the fucking how like, often are we gonna just continue to just let old white men and people who don't give a fuck about the culture, people that are... You know they're not even listening to the music. You feel me? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how are you deciding this shit? You're not even listening to the music. That's such a good point. And I, I don't want 
go into like this next thing because I know it's something that we plan on talking about, but it was kind of referenced in that Chappelle video. And did you watch it, the Chappelle video? Like you released a little twenty minute clip this week on Instagram. Um, I got the gist. Like I got the gist of it. You got the gist of it. Um, okay. I was following the situation where he was um trying to get his shit pulled down mm-hmm. and um basically the situation where they were streaming his shit for free. Okay, yeah. Which is kind of crazy. So I don't know if, if y'all you, have... If you know the whole story with Dave Chappelle with mm-hmm. that show. Like, and, and it's funny because in that 20 minutes, actually, he broke down the story. Mm-hmm. He told... Um, he made it really good and this is why people mm-hmm. like Chappelle is a genius. It's like, he's a genius because his talking... He's gotten to the point that he doesn't really go up there and he's not really joking you like yeah. when he does his stand-up yeah. sets. His stand-up sets are more stories, like personal anecdotes. His shit is not, like it's not a punchline. And it's not like, I'm just going up here to be... I mean, he's he's funny just naturally. Yeah, just being course. himself. Exactly. But he's being just, funny. It's a feel my pain type shit. And you're you learning. feel me? Like, he can he's sit teaching here, you. He can sit here and just talk to you about the most basic shit in life. No joke. But you're going to laugh Exactly, and you're learning something. And you're gonna sit back and be like, "Exactly, that's some real shit he just said." And so my point, so going towards that, because I don't know if y'all have much more on like you want to talk about for the Grammys and things like that. Much more to say on the Grammys. I mean, we can go into depth with the Grammys. I mean, I don't think I wouldn't say I would say Lil Baby definitely got robbed for sure. Okay, for Mm -hmm. sure. Because I I don't know. Because the not saying he didn't get robbed. Because I definitely agree with that. It just reminds me back when Wayne was killing everything like in the Mm mixtape era, and I just. In my mind, I was just like, this is the hottest rapper in the world. How do you not recognize him mm-hmm. on everything? Like, it comes from somebody who was even denying him. Whoever the, whoever the kids are following, to me, you got to give them And Lil Baby was the only hip-hop project this year to go double platinum. He was like, feel like, me? like if we, it's like from a number standpoint, he should have made it. From a music standpoint, the way it was received, he should have made it. His just didn't make sense. Roddy is... He's the biggest rapper in the world. At the moment, if we keep it a being, mm-hmm. he's every week, every Friday, when you go through and you're listening to new mm-hmm. music, there hasn't been a Friday that's gone past this year without a featuring Lil Baby. Featuring Lil Baby. He's rapping in the world. Anybody that's starting out rapping right now, they're trying to sound like Lil Baby. Being real. This might sound ignorant. Niggas walk around looking like Lil Baby. Like, <laughs> that. You go outside right now. You go see about five, ten niggas. Walk around looking like Lil Baby. Like, walk how can you not rec- put him in album of the year? This for is going to sound for me. ignorant. And again... This is why I ask y'all, because I respect these opinions, and if I sound stupid on air, I'm the kind of person I'm happy to, so that other people don't, because I don't give a shit. As you shouldn't, as you shouldn't. In that stand-up, he started talking about how some of these people he doesn't even know, honestly, like like the Viacoms and all these other, like, known industry heads, if... uh, the individuals that were fucking shit up before are even still there because of movements like what have been happening nowadays with like the social justice and everything. So even like the even like the Me Too like and everything getting niggas out of here that were really like fucking up like and I hate like the Harvey Weinstein's and shit like that. In the music industry, do you think some not obviously there's gonna be some of them, but do you still think that a majority are these people that were doing this or a lot of them sure. are like sure. people that stepped in afterwards and aren't necessarily the same beast, but they're ignorant that could be worked with or it's one of those like people got to stop doing this and start talking all we're like mentioning earlier and just start again boosting shit that actually cares about these acts like the BET Awards. I mean, like even that. like just comparing it to like what you just saying with Viacom, like uh, sure, it's, like you said, it's a revolving door. A lot of them people are gone but moved on to other companies, but a lot of those people are circulating between the four, same three exactly. or four companies. It's a revolving door, but it's the same. But cult- it's the same, it's the same culture. Okay. Yeah. It's the same culture. It's, Just like with politics, like it's the same culture, that same old mentality. Like It don't matter who's there. I mean, it do matter who's there, but the culture... Not as much as like the, the system matters more than... That's why the, the same shit that happened to Dave Chappelle happened to... 
Nick Cannon happened to Dave Chappelle again. It's like it's the same culture. It's the same exactly. idea. Like okay, and it's it's just based on an unfortunate and just like with the Grammys, it's the same culture. Like, it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, but we have to be real about it. And this is why I enjoy spaces like this mm-hmm. is because we're just gonna talk our shit. And we're gonna be honest. Like obviously, like with certain times, we're gonna avoid names like when we can. Like sometimes, of course, because you never know with certain things. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't know. It's like a dude can be the exec here like he could be the ceo here right he could be the lead of your music department you're i know they finally it took till 2020 which is crazy he took away the word urban but their urban department like they could be the lead there at fucking def jam Dude. and then next year 300 and then next year they're at Atlantic. And then next year, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is a revolving so, door, but like you said, it's like a pool of the it's same. A community. So do y'all believe community. in, like, Mavericks stepping into these systems and these companies and things and being able to shift the culture to the point where it becomes a better entity but still keeps that company name? No. Because a lot of these but, companies, people, like, even though we know that they're fucked, people still appreciate them because yeah. they're like, damn... I got I got my streaming service I love to use, or I got this mm-hmm. channel I like to watch, or I like I get to go to this theater that uh, is maybe owned by them too. It's like people appreciate these things, but they know this fuck. So like, let's say for instance, like a, on a politics tip, you have certain people come in that are kind of stand outish for like what they believe in That's for, exactly their, for their parties. And again, I'm not trying to like name drop too much or some shit like that, but you get what I'm talking on, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like people who are trying to revamp that system, but from the inside. Do y'all believe in a thing like that? I do. I mean, the Mavericks are always there, and they inspire people to to look at it from a different perspective mm-hmm. and bring that new energy. Mm-hmm. But it takes time. It like take time. back in the politics, you look at Obama. Like I believe he he meant well mm-hmm. for black people, for a lot of people. Like he was he was a change, but it takes time. Like eight years is not enough time to reverse however many centuries of just fucked up. Mm-hmm. old white man mentality you feel and what that role supposed to fulfill because even then it's like no matter how good he could have meant he was still the president and the president of the United States no matter mm-hmm. how you looked at it ha- does fucked up shit like in some realm so it's like even with the best intentions you can't always do the things that you want to and to be real like I was somebody that was hypercritical of Obama like to be honest mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. of the fact yeah. that like at the end of the day, it was the first person I've seen. Felt in that like you should have did more, right? It felt like exactly because it was somebody I seen in that office that could have been a part of my family. You know what I'm saying? First time we've ever seen this in our lifetimes. First mm-hmm. black president. You know what I'm saying? Took but, that for granted. But to be honest, but <laughs> boy, did we? Did we? But anyway, whoa. Anyways, it's like, Shit. but like one of my things that I have to walk back is just like y'all were talking mm-hmm. about a little bit. It's just realizing this was 400 years of white people's doing. Obama wasn't about to be able to really crack a dent in that in eight. It's going to take some time to work through these things. And unless we can really do radical change, which is for if we talk about the music industry, we talk, we have to talk about the because a lot of people don't realize the fact that if if people were paid fairly in the music industry, just mm-hmm. like if we just cut the bullshit and get straight to the top of it and be real, like you mean like, Lil art, Wayne, you mean like artists, like or? artists, yeah, artists. Yeah. Lil Wayne would be a billionaire. Um, baby would be a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? Like, just if we're talking about just pure entities, because yeah, yeah, yeah. of how much is streamed from them and kept the lights on in certain buildings. And so, knowing those little facts, it's like a Drake has Drake's income, right? 
he's already worth his nine figures or like whatever the fuck like he's worth you can only think about the fact that he's worth that off of what he gets so think about what the fuck Dave made off of yeah. something like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so how do you think the other 400 people they have at that label are getting paid? It's because that label has a Drake. Yeah. It's because that label has this. And so the easiest way to hit white folks is in their pockets. If somebody like a Drake, if somebody like a Rihanna, if somebody like a Beyonce, the people that really do keep the lights on in these certain buildings, like just said, nah, tomorrow, of course it would change overnight. But we have to be realistic mm-hmm. about radical change. And that's what I'm trying to be better about now, like with the terms with like an Obama. Shit takes time, bro. Shit yeah. takes time. Shit takes a lot of time. And so it's unfair to put a hundred percent of the pressure on people that we think can to change it overnight change to instantly it. And that comes it. with just look per- perception is everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like even though we all look at what Obama did and be like, damn, he should have did more, but it's like even him being there, just being a black person in office. That did a lot. That just that alone helps a lot of people. That shows younger kids like okay you can get there exactly you can get there just being on your standing on your morals and doing what you need to do and know that someone of color can get you there mm-hmm. exactly because i had so much negative to say about kamala harris in the same stance but then that's I a started, black woman though. then i started to think about it though and i walked back all of it because at the end of the day she may have did what she did you know as mm-hmm or whatever in California and that's fine and not fine in terms of obviously I feel for all the people that families are still affected and all the people that are of course like all of us have empathy here and we've all seen this shit in the black community but the fact that a black woman is sitting in the highest office in the United States minus the president you know what I'm saying like sitting right there there are like our sisters like I'm sure like family members of yours Mm -hmm. or whether it be like extended or whether it be just people in this community like there's a little 10 year old out there who sees Kamala Harris in that office who at 30 years old might be the person that changes bro I I would that's where Mavericks are important yeah that's important and so we'll leave off of that and keep on rolling into what we're talking about but I just want to say one more thing it was exactly that that made me kind of stop saying certain things and reserve my opinions mm-hmm. because I'd seen individuals like my little sister who I don't feel like gets inspired by shit. The only thing that inspires <laughs> her is what she wants to do. You For know? Sure. Bro, she wants so, us to she blow so she she's on our way. Yeah. She doesn't even want to work no more. She wants us to blow so she don't have to work. And she doesn't inspire her. do whatever she wants to do. <laughs> the, I saw her get inspired by that shit and I was like, all right, this is different. Yeah, you know, this means a lot of people. Me, you know so it's like you take that for what it is. Mm-hmm. But... I know we got a little bit more to get into here, especially some shit that I've, I, I've been itching to talk about. We'll say that. this for sports. These will be our only two sports things yeah. today because, like, he is a hoop head as well, so we could get into, like, hoop As you can too. tell, yo, I don't know, right, looking in the camera, you see the Golden State drill. <laughs> so we can get into some hoop shit, too. Well, son's but I want to keep... Hey, Devin Booker, yes, sir. I want to keep um, sports probably a little bit more condensed yeah, than yeah. our normal shit today, just so we can, like, try mm-hmm. to chop into everything else. But before we even move on, just because we've even kind of mentioned sports for mm-hmm. a second, I want to be respectful in giving mm-hmm. an RIP and our condolences to one of the only one of the few people in the go conversation in the biggest sport in the world, soccer, Diego Maradona, passing mm-hmm. this week because that was something that was felt across the world, and a lot of people don't understand like what his influence really, really did in turn like. 
he single-handedly, like, as a single entity, saved the city of Napoli, mm. like, in Italy. Like, he, like, him coming to play over there, like, revamped their economy. Like, that's a whole fucking city. You know what I'm saying? Like, him winning that World Cup, he added the allure to Argentina. He mm-hmm. was the first wonder kid. He was the first... He was messy before Messi. That's He's why like, Messi, what's going on over there? You pay attention to it. And that's why Messi looks up to him. That's why even today he just scored and did a celebration where he got all his fun. I'm sure they're going to find him. They're not gonna actually going to find him because you're not technically supposed to take off your jerseys anymore. But he took off his jersey and then threw the Maradona jersey on. Mm-hmm. For, not um, that he gets a fuck. He'll take the fine. Say that, come on now. Please find me. You that's know tragic, though. This man was trying to get our contracts for much bigger money. But nah. we have to give our condolences and we have to give our respects to Maradona. I know. So I wanted to definitely say some shit. As someone, as people who play soccer, mm-hmm. and like when you're getting into that sport, it's just like if you were getting into basketball because... I love that just as much. Well, I love basketball even more. I think I like right. basketball more now, too, which is weird to say. It took mm. a lot yeah. of my life. Really? Basketball just flipped in mm. the last couple of years to my favorite sport. It was soccer my whole life. So, when you're getting into it, though, there's certain names that you just become, like, aware of because those are the goats of the, that sport. You know, more than one can exist. It's just a time and generation thing. Like and Maradona was one of them. Maradona. One of the first things <laughs> I ever saw that made me really think, damn, I like this. Like, you could do five shit like you could in basketball to where you're, like, crossing leagues and shit and, like, having fun with it i was playing eighth grade soccer and i remember one of the dudes on my team like our best player actually hit somebody with the maradona oh he did put a hand of god no no oh, not the hand of god oh, literally hit him with the maradona okay. like the move okay and then went around him and just kept on going i was like yo that was cool as shit like this is fine and then <laughs> maybe look into that man it's all the history i was like okay i get it now but and how old I, was he? That. I thought it was like a heart he was attack 60, or something like that. 60, 60 man. Damn, not man. even old and it's cut i mean obviously i don't want to and i'm not even gonna get down that road actually because i don't like to play with the dead one <laughs> But two, I just also don't like to like dive into shit that doesn't concern me because I don't know, you know, because I don't have all the facts. But I know he it was health complications because I think like three I was seeing some, some months ago, things. like maybe two months ago, like very recently, he just had surgery, right? And I think if don't be mistaken, it was either cancer or something like that. Wasn't the reason he passed, but he had surgery that's like a precursor to something longer, okay. right? Okay. And I believe that these were complications later, right? Damn, that sad, came with man. like the heart attack and all of that. So definitely RIP to Maradona. RIP to the legend, man. Yes, sir. And then um, we already touched on the Chappelle thing a bit, mm-hmm. and so I'm fine there. The Mahomes thing you explained to me, that that was just a running joke, so I don't feel like roasting yeah. that nigga. So, the last man. thing I'll say about the Chappelle thing, is mm-hmm. it not crazy to me, like, Cause this still goes on now. Like, you create a whole show that influences the world. Think, you, think about it. You, you, shop, you shop it around to all these different places. Five shows. If you can name five of the you most sh- influential shows in our generation in our lifetimes, Chappelle shows up there mm-hmm. for sure. It's gotta be. You shop it around to all these places. They don't want it. Comedy Central picks it up. It's your show. The show makes five hundred million, mm-hmm. but they only want to give you fifty. Is that is that not crazy? Like, I don't, I don't know, paying, man. Like I, I would be blessed to be in those rooms to get to that conversation. Exactly. But it's like it's uh, how how does how do you sit in somebody's face with a straight face like we're gonna give you because of how the industry, fifty million uh, out of five hundred it, million. It's predatory. Like we talk about how the United States is right and how it's been like this for four hundred years. Mm-hmm. Entertainment has been predatory since its inception. Absolutely. And so we're now watching people slowly try to break those shackles. But even then, like, and these are niggas that I have nothing but respect for, but I'm going to name drop because of the fact that 
it's a good example, mm-hmm. right, of people like using an Obama and using people that maybe didn't do as much as you wanted, but were trying. Yeah. Like a Hove or like a Diddy, right? Like some people will talk about like certain contracts like with people, not really even like in Hove sense, because I think most of them niggas just were good and like they were happy with it. But some people would talk about like early Diddy contracts and it's like, you guys do realize that Diddy got into the game, right? Had Biggie, had Mace, like biggest label like in the world, going crazy, biggest label in the world. If he gets into the game as a mogul, and he's trying to learn about the game, what is he learning? He's that, learning that goes the back structure to what you were saying about that, the culture. Exactly, like, he's learning the structure of the culture that has already been yeah. set. Yeah. So of course you may add some addendums to the contracts. You may fucking edit shit yourself a little bit. You may try to do. But like what you think, if you think you're giving someone an outstanding contract because it's the best contract you've seen in 89, 90, 91, 92, right? That's still in 2020 because we're going to retrospect it, right? It's still going to look predatory because like that's the best contract you saw then because you were slowly causing change at that time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, things always get that predatory look when it's the whole industry talking to more than likely a what? 18 to 22 year old exactly you not know, nine times out of 10 so you know, real. Somebody, you know you're not fully you're not developed, fully developed you know, yet. you're not even looking at certain things <laughs> and they know everything bro you see the dollar amount you'd be ready to sign as you pe- know what i'm saying you don't even be reading the shit i, I feel like about. what's important though as people who do things we're making it for us in mm-hmm. the things that we do whether it be podcasting for us or it be music for you at some point deals are going to be made with whatever like the, the specifics are there's deals that are going to be made that end up establishing you for what you want and kind of getting your livelihood set for how you take care of yourself monetarily right and so what bothers me the most from seeing this though is the fact that again like the age range of these people that are usually being like i guess having these deals brought to them and the, them usually being younger and being skewed but it's not just that it's like the predatory nature that we keep talking about because at the end of the day, business is business. And I get in some realm, if somebody wants to offer you the most fucked deal, like knowing how bad it is and knowing how they're going to be capitalizing this major off of it, they have the right to do so. Like nothing's wrong with that. The only thing that's wrong to me is the fact that how sneaky they make it so that you don't know it's bad. Like if they said it in the most clear ways and it was like basically like sitting at a table with mm-hmm. you in front of them, like I'm scamming you. But I'm telling you I'm scamming you. So realistically, you should be able to make off of your own decision if your life is in the place where you are like, which kind of felt like if your life is in the place where you feel like you need to like take that loss for yourself for like future generations down the line, you can at least do it under the like knowledge that I sacrificed myself to like mm-hmm. put on for other people. I mean, but, but like, but yeah, they're just doing it sneakily in perpetuity throughout the universe. He kept yeah. on saying that and that's that it's like that's i guess in some realm it's not the craziest literature like a literature or whatever to put in these contracts but that's still fucked it's like basically forever throughout the whole universe they control your likeness and like people don't know what that means it's like what is why throughout the universe mm-hmm. i'm gonna say something that something really important happened with that dave Chappelle shit like what you're just saying like you got the right to give whatever contract you're gonna give and it's up to you to what you sign mm-hmm. at the end of the day for sure but what netflix did that the first thing that I, first time i've ever seen that is a big company like that have somewhat of a a moral responsibility Bro. and mm. say, you know, we are going to pull this down. Even though, of course, it's business. It's like, we got the biggest comedian. If, if he decided to bring the Chappelle show back, it'll be with us because we showed him love. Of course. And he's but doing things on your platform. You I've to... never seen that. And maybe y'all can correct me. I've never seen a big company like that oh say, hey, God, bro, no. we're going to ignore your contract because you did sign some fucked up shit. 
and we're actually gonna pull this down because yeah, morally, I've never seen. Seeing it. We don't want. We don't want to have a, you upset. As like, a low I've never seen creative that. who has the world in front of them. Because like mm-hmm. us, we have the world in front of us because it's only up from here. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, amen, amen when it comes to that. But it's like, that makes me like, if Netflix were to create a podcasting division, you know what I'm saying? That makes me want to sign to Netflix. You, you know what I mean? Like, seeing stuff like that, companies don't realize, like, you see the big players in your industry, right? Mm-hmm. If they see that they are treated swelly right here, mm-hmm. and they hear iffy stories about this company... Like, just for instance, let's use HBO. I don't know anything about HBO, so this is just for sake of conversation, but it's like, let's say, for sure, shout out to HBO, but let's say HBO offered 10% more than Netflix offered in cuts, right? But you know at Netflix, they hear you, they listen to you, and they're always open. And at HBO, you've heard hit or miss stories. I'm always gonna sign the always. Netflix deal. That's always not even hard, you know what I'm saying? Like, I might not even yeah. read this one. Like, like, to be real with you, like, <laughs> And that's just being honest about the fact that they talk about the tricking people. They talk about this, like mm-hmm. showing a base level. Like we're now, once again, everything's evened out right now. Like we're in the pandemic. People are learning. People are trying to figure things out. So you're going to try to hold on to. And a lot of people are never are. A lot of people aren't in the Dave Chappelle position where they are going to try to appease you from a business sense mm-hmm. too. Because yeah, you're yeah, yeah. the biggest comedian in the world. So I get that. So I do give them hats off. I mean, but brilliant. you know, companies they'll get real cocky with you. Like I don't give a fuck if you are the biggest sure. artist. Like, like in the mm-hmm. past, let's be like, we don't have to appease you. You signed this, mm-hmm. like, like we're just and that goes back more. to back to again that Maverick conversation. Like to me, that moment with Netflix, that's something that will the ripple effect. That's that's a spawning of like what the future could be mm-hmm. with companies. Maybe I'm being very optimistic, which I, I like. I that, tend though. to be, but I like, like no, it's good to be adding that moral something in the conversation because mm-hmm. that's never been in mm-hmm. music or any business at like, all especially entertainment what? I feel like they're being moral like in entertainment I ain't never seen no shit like that it's better to see from <laughs> companies doing it even than people which is kind of fucked but like because at least when you look at like people it's easier to pinpoint in history like uh, that one person's trying to change some shit up. I'm not mm-hmm. a conspiracy theorist, but you see niggas get axed for way less. So like, just out of here, you know? Yeah. But what are you about to do to Netflix? You feel me? Like, no one's about to walk up and just like really cause problems for Netflix. They're major. They're huge. So like, seeing them company. step up and do some shit, other people got to take notice and start acting accordingly as well. So and it may take a while. Like, yeah, it may take a while for sure, but it's gonna definitely have a ripple effect. Like, I promise you. These DSPs are in, they're in headhunting mode right now of trying to figure out what they can do to keep their market share. Especially right now. Especially, Especially right, right now. now. And so, like, with, like, the Joe Budden situation on a Spotify, for instance, I promise you, after all he said and all people's heard, like, with the Spotify shit going mm-hmm. on, they're going to at least be on their P's and Q's for this window. Mm-hmm. Right? So the people walking into that building right now now have the leverage to be able to take advantage of that situation to their to better their abilities because, because of what happened to dude. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be able to say, I'm just going to leave if y'all are going to treat me like this. So, I mean, like, I'm going to take the deal over at Apple if they're going to fuck with me even just a little bit more. Cause I'm going to just sit back and build my platform and you know, keep building my worth because I'm bringing you the traffic. Because no one wants to. I'm bringing you the money. I won't say no one, but it's like the goal isn't always to sign a deal. A lot of the times people wish, and don't get me wrong, like a lot of people make it easier said than done sounding. Mm-hmm. Like once again, RIP another one, Nipsey, but it's like Nip ended up signing the partnership after he was on and bubbling for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He had to put that work and put that time in. Mac ended up signing the partnership 
after he was on for about five years. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you see lot. that way more now than you ever did. Like, it's ever. It, I don't know who to say started that, but that mentality. Oh, like, you know, the rapper he started everything. Uh, I mean, <laughs> shout out. Oh, <laughs> but it's like, yo, I don't need people really re- sit back and realizing, like, you know, I don't really need a deal. Like. I could just get distribution. I can do whatever. Like I don't. I could be partners with you. But a lot I don't. of people are picking and choosing. Exactly. You know it's options. Instead of and like you gotta the, have love for the options. whole shebang now. Because you signed the whole shebang. You've heard three thousand people in just the last year say these niggas fucked me ten years ago. They fucked me five years. They fucked me a few years ago. So now people are strategically choosing. Unfortunately, like mm-hmm. a lot of your first deals, you are going to get fucked in some way. You don't have. Money, yeah, man. That's just the truth. I was watching the locks. <laughs> they was doing. A, they was talking about that shit like. Your first deal is not gonna be ideal. You feel me? Like, <laughs> and it's, you're gonna be mad as shit once you realize it. In certain aspects, I mean, I'm sure it's a lot different now. Contracts are a little bit yeah. better than they were back then. But like, your first deal may not be what you really, what you really, really want. And to people be. aren't sitting down with their lawyer, like lawyers, lawyers, like they should be for these first ones, just to like really get it sorted out. And it takes a special kind of person. Even I like that. to think I'm smart enough and capable enough to try and exert myself to get some level of knowledge that I need to navigate mm-hmm. some of these contracts I'm still a regular fucking person like I mean, I'm gonna now, look at these and I'm gonna get caught up on some bullshit too probably eventually that's lawyers, why you need like some of this help a lot of the lawyers have um, too if it's like an appointed lawyer that's the one thing that they try to get you into the loop with a lot of these lawyers be their people yeah I was about to say like, I'm talking about your own cause like that was again was in the it was in the show the it was in the stand-up set. It wasn't a stand-up set. It was in, like, the story. Mm-hmm. It was talking about how it was, like, the three-card Monty that he saw earlier on. It was, like, and, and when he's sitting at this table signing these uh, deals and all the lawyers are telling him, yeah, Dave, it's a good deal. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. He started to think to himself, what if this is just like that game of three-card Monty and all of these niggas are in on it? Like, <laughs> what if I'm just saying? And they're me. all friends and they're all trying to rob me. It is like, it might be, you know? So... <laughs> Trust your people, but, you know. Then moving right along to the stacks conversation that I wanted us to have. It's, I only had, like, a one thing to really say about this, but we can talk about it. It was, people were getting on to Thug a little bit this week because they thought he was being disrespectful to Andre 3000. Because there was a moment on the T.I. Expeditiously podcast, which was very interesting to see Doug, Benny, and T.I. talking together. I loved like, it. I loved it. Don't loved get me wrong. Great. I did not think that was a dynamic I would enjoy it. But that was a great conversation. I watched the whole hour plus of that shit. That shit was nice. But um, Benny's a, such a seems like such a good person. That's somebody I want to meet so bad. Smart nigga, man. One of, one of the few people I really, really want to meet. But like when it comes to the Doug shit, it was kind of like he was talking about how if I gave a really TLDR, it's like, Andre talked about being my fan, you know, or like he did, because he said that Thug inspired the verse on the Erica Badu project, right? And then he tried to call, and he's giving him basically the little bro treatment of like, yo, I'm t- I have to talk to his secretary, that has to talk to this, that has to do this, that has to do that. Mm-hmm. And so you could tell that Thug kind of felt away about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of rubbed him. I think that's what it all was about. I think that's literally all it was. And people mm-hmm. were trying to make it such a big deal and trying to make it seem like, oh, he was really shitting on this nigga. Or like, and I get why Thug don't, wanna, don't always want to do interviews. Cause exactly. Like, just that one little part. He was basically trending all week. <laughs> he, told, he told you what the issue was. Like mm-hmm. that, that little part just annoyed the shit out of him. Like, mm-hmm. And that fucking happens. You know? and that's, <laughs> that's what I was about what to say. Think, it's not yeah. really deep. I felt like... Real. You could. I didn't believe him when he said like I ain't listening to two hundred thousand songs. He grew up in Atlanta. That's no, what I could tell. Him. Like you know, that, that's Atlanta niggas though. Niggas probably like you feel me. Like he just he, started like talking. Yeah. He didn't like that shit. Like I'm calling you straight up. 
I think it's thug. Like, I don't want to speak to your secretary and go through a thousand people to get to you, especially if I know you said some positive shit about me. That's and it's always going to hurt you a lot more when it's somebody that really inspired you. Exactly. Like, do y'all and, think and you so? That's that, why hey, I feel like we him don't and, know when this show him and Wayne got so different. Because that, he loved Wayne. He loved like, Wayne. you can tell he, he really loves Wayne. Even though we all don't know exactly what happened in that situation. For sure. But, for sure. Mm-hmm. You could tell, like, that shit really bothered him. And the same thing with 3000. Like, I think it's the exact same thing. I feel like they the same, when maybe? people get caught up on things like these, though, a lot of it comes from, like, uh, you're hurt because of what your expectations were without removing yourself from the situation, viewing it for outside, sure. right? For sure. So, we don't know when this conversation happened. Did it happen recently? Did it happen, like, a year ago? Did sure. it happen months ago? Sure. Uh, and if, if they did point that out there, and I just never didn't see that part, then let me know. But it's like, I remember seeing a conversation, I think it was Rick Rubin and Andre 3000, he was talking about uh, himself and music now and things like that. And it just seemed like he had a lot of insecurities about making music now and like he, yeah and he yeah, just yeah. wasn't in the space to do certain things and so that could have been honestly him doing that to thug could have been him deflecting trying to boost the time it might take instead of just being real about it with another individual like a peer or like not necessarily a peer but like you know someone in your industry a peer yeah and They're like peers we have to be real yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. and like instead of being real with someone like that just trying to like dodge it for a little bit while you try and mentally get yourself there where you need to be to work with that mm. person and which very possibly could have been the case because we all don't know. We only get one side of the story, which you know. I mean, you again, from, it, would, I would understand why it would rub him wrong. But I mean, you going from a hundred, from ten to a hundred, like Andre three thousand has always been so like secluded from the industry mm-hmm. to exactly. itself, more so into itself. And um, Young Thug is about being with everybody, bringing everybody together, and working a hundred times more than everybody else. Always living so in the studio. It's hundred to ten. Like mm-hmm. you got to meet in the middle, but. I can see this nigga trying to get to this nigga. I can see the frustration. Like, and nigga, you can see the I'm ego. trying to do some shit today. And you like, can see the ego a little bit too. Just 100%. because, like, you don't. You I'm a young thug. I don't want to talk to your fucking exactly. manager. And it's like, he even brought up the Elton John shit. He said, Elton John was kissing my ass. Like, that was mm. somebody that said he was my fan and he was ready to go. Like, mm. he was like, let's work now. Like, and Elton John this, would I know not. Know I know he would that, not come out on an interview talking about I was kissing That come with like that. With understanding you know. that everybody is different, though. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and he's. And the, I think that's what T.I. was trying to explain to him in a certain mm-hmm. way like you know that's just Andre 3000 that don't mean he don't love you exactly he see the influence he spoke on it before like you know obviously that that can happen at any moment Andre literally raps once a year because he raps once a year because he waits till someone inspires him to rap he's on his time exactly he's on his own time and he waits till he's inspired to do it yeah. and so the fact that Young Thug even drew made him inspired enough to do something like that Thug should always know this nigga love him. Come Absolutely. On. Like, and and deep down, he bro. know that. I know I'm just know worried that. if it ended up ruining a show. potential song coming out down the line that might just be one of the most fire facts that we've ever oh, seen. Oh, they gonna do some shit they because do Andre 3000 is not the person that's gonna get in his feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least to the, the public. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's not gonna get into a back and forth type of shit. Yeah. Bitch, they'll do some dope shit. Definitely okay. something though, sure. But I knew we wouldn't have to have much just because... It is we what see it is. what it is. Like, for obviously, sure. a lot of for people sure. made it way bigger than it is. Come on now. I mean, but that's that's social media. That's social media. That's media that's in general. Media. That's why And they're going to take this and they're going to say everything Young Thug did was trash. Or everything Andre did was trash. It's three in the morning. I'm getting fucking notifications from Clubhouse. Like, what do you feel about Young Thug? And I'm, it's like, I don't. Like, I, I don't, don't at all. <laughs> why are y'all discussing don't give, this shit? Are y'all made a whole row? I'm not going to lie. That's funny that you said that. Because I'm getting annoyed. I'm getting annoyed at some of the notifications I get from Clubhouse talking about we got a room for... 
oh, Boy. talks around. It's like, bro, leave me alone. And that shit is round the clock. Clubhouse is it's jumping all day. I'm not gonna lie though, that's weird to me because I came home at five a.m. last night. I roll in bed, smoke a little bit, about to go to sleep, and I just open my phone up because you get three hundred notifications <laughs> mm-hmm. from Clubhouse back back. all day. Mm-hmm. I definitely think I might need to turn those shits off. But anyways, like <laughs> I click the app. Room's going crazy. Yeah. It's five in the morning. Boy. It's like, y'all gonna go to sleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what? I'm trying to move to the no notification gang. I was watching some shit on Netflix, that social dilemma. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if y'all seen that. Mm-hmm. I won't. No, I haven't, but I think yeah. I know what you're getting at from what people told me. Yeah, man, that shit got me wanting to, like, you know, I turned off my Twitter notifications. Like, I had to turn those off. That one was not sitting right with my spirit. You feel me? Like, <laughs> you know? It don't make no sense for me to just be doing this next thing you know I'm on my phone for 20 minutes just grow right just ready just cause niggas are funny bro niggas are hilarious bro. and even then the conversation be funny and sometimes it, it's not funny shit though when you're still scrolling That's that a, shit is addicting bro it is. <laughs> it's, it's just, a real addiction it's, like, they compared it to like a drug and I'm like genuine though I see it though it is. you see the effect on people too like it's not to like throw names but like there's people we know like there's people like there are certain I used to have shit, I've been there. No, for sure. Yeah. And it's not even just on the addiction side. I'm talking about even like as far as it goes mentally with people. Like I'm saying like it's to the point that people only see themselves in real life as their internet perception. To the point that there are certain we've talked about it on here before, but there are certain women I know that honestly it has been I've almost I've been watching it like a science experiment. Like it has been really one of them, it's been damn near a year now. Damn near a year now that she has not posted a picture of her face on her story or a video or anything like that without one of them filters <laughs> and it's and it's like i understand like using them because they're fun and like doing whatever i'm never hating on shit that women love trust me but you could tell when it be- the filters you could tell you could tell though when it becomes a part of your personality like that's a part of your brand now is like this filter. It'll be that specific shit too and that's I don't know. I maybe have to talk to someone in marketing. Maybe <laughs> I'm just dumb, but it's just like that shit's scary to me. Cause it's I like, feel like that only throws me off when you're not trying to make money from it. Because like I was somebody who was gonna delete my social media at a point just because I I just didn't couldn't stand the shit. But then I started the podcast with my brother, and I was like, if I don't have social media, I'm hustling backwards. Like I got to do better about that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's me recognizing that I need that to make money and like put my name out there and build what our podcast is. Like people who aren't trying to turn their social media into money or some stuff like that. When you're trying to create like a brand for yourself and things like that, I'm like, yo, what does your regular life look like? Because isn't that the most important shit? Because if this is, it doesn't mean anything like mm-hmm. grand scheme and you're putting the most thought into that, it's like, are you the same outside of it? So that shit's always a little bit. I know y'all see me bring up Jadakiss a lot, but he, he had that, he had a similar conversation. He's like, I, I thank God that I was born in before social media because mm-hmm. now I can, I use social media as like a tool for what I'm doing. Rather than social media just being a part of my daily life. Because we talk about how addicted we get, though. And think about it. Like, that's why I can only... That's why I don't blame these people when I talk about these things. And we are a tiny bit pressed for time. So after this, I'll get straight into, like, the sports shit. And then we'll wrap it up, you know. But, like, that's why I fear for the younger generation a little bit when it comes to this stuff. And, like, how it's affecting these niggas' mentals. Because, like, we grew up half and half. Yeah. You know, like, it was about halfway through our lives, we were all getting cell phones, and we were all, like, starting to, like, at least the text phone. Like, it wasn't, like, we didn't smartphone it until, like, at least our age was, like, later high school when niggas was on the smartphone, and then Mm -hmm. college is when we started really using the smartphones, and, like, the Twitters, the Instagrams, and all that. But, like, we at least had it by, like, 
Yeah, something I, else to compare life to before this. Exactly, because we had the, we still have the moments we could talk about like the playing X in the cul-de-sac and like, or just like going and playing sports with your friends or like you and people like hooping or doing stuff like that outside. Like now, motherfuckers, their only existence has been on this phone. But I can't blame you too much when you were three years old and someone put an iPad in your hand. So obviously, when you're scary, in bro. middle school. You have the newest iPhone. You're mm-hmm. updating your TikTok. You're updating your Instagram, your Twitter. Yeah. Now it's high school, same shit. It's scary to think about. Because yeah. some of these, like, because a lot of people are impressionable. And it's men, too. But the scariest thing for me is, like, we already see what society does to the self-esteem of women, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're starting yourself in, like, fifth grade. Or just, it, just people. It, people in general, right? Like, just it's, it's everybody, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, it's a self-esteem killer for everybody. But the, what is what scares me is, like, the fake presence you put on, like, because we, we're, once again, like, one foot in, one foot out because of how our lives have been, but we still talk about the addiction. And so, your internet perception, that becoming the persona that encompasses everything that you are, mm-hmm. is horrifying because you start to think of little things like, are you okay with the person you see in the mirror now? And what is that perception made up of? Is it all the other social media personalities that you're seeing exactly and you want to fit into that are you trying to be people are you trying to like do this are you trying to this and it's also it's a great way to lose who you are for sure exactly i feel like i like that better i like myself more in the mirror though than i like myself online Oh, wait, sometimes bro, you start I to feel guilty though thing. about like not liking like your online image because like <laughs> shit that's what's making me money man like okay, i gotta yeah, do yeah. better about this i guess oh, see the thing is though i think i look so crazy online and the worst part is i look even crazy in purpose so, <laughs> like, but like that's, a, that's another story i don't know for sure that's another, <laughs> but, but moving straight along to sports shit I'll let y'all get some basketball shit off in a second, but definitely. Man, I don't even need to talk you know about basketball exactly. because A, we are running over, and I feel like there is a little bit more important stuff at hand here, at least for me. No, I mean, whatever y'all want to talk You know, about. we got to get into. I don't have much to say just because of the sheer disappointment I felt for show, but I know, of course, my dogs got words on it. I just felt like we had a black president. You know what I'm saying? Gucci Mane and Jeezy had the number one view thing this year, 10 million concurrent viewers, you know, on the verses. Black people been winning, you feel me? Like, we've been slowly working our way up, slowly working our way up. And then this nigga Nate Robinson sent us back like 100 years. Man. He didn't send me back. He didn't send Jake me back. Paul, he didn't send me back. Jake Paul. Oh, um, before I say anything, how do you feel about, like, I, do you give a shit about, like, boxing in general? We got to watch the event. Do you care? We got to do, just like I do with the election, we got to do a vote to see who we gonna put up to get Jay Paul. For like, sure. We gotta, somebody, <laughs> we gotta, sure, we gotta put our votes together we have and to, nominate bro. someone to get this point back oh, I for black to, people. Bro. Like, I saw niggas say that they gotta get Matt Barnes on the line or somebody, like they gotta redeem the whole NBA. Like there were NFL players in the comments <laughs> talking about from now on, bro, I never want to hear one of y'all niggas say that you can fight. Nate ruined it for all of y'all. Like, <laughs> they said, they knocked, they said Jake Paul knocked this nigga out and said, like and subscribe on the way down. <laughs> bro, the funniest one to be They were doing the Nate Robinson challenge. Y'all saw the fucking, oh y'all saw God. the, you saw Thanos punching Iron Man. Bro. I've seen it everything, knockout. bro. I've seen that people trying to hit the little revive. Like, so as I heard the Mario Call rings, of Duty or like, something, like zombies. That's, that's the number one shit. When you hear the Mario rings, you know it's all bad. <laughs> the simple. <laughs> Simba stand up next to him like, yo, dad, are you good? Nigga, fuck us up. Everything. It's not the year for some shit like that to be happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, though. He gonna stay on with that bullshit. Right? Did y'all expect any, like, did you pay attention to the lead up to it? Or was it one of those, like, you knew Mike Tyson was fighting, you were like, oh, I'm gonna just peep the undercard. The day before I found out Nate Robinson was in this shit. I, said, yeah, I was about to say, I knew Mike Tyson was I said, is that Nate Robinson? Because I know people <laughs> didn't really give a shit about this, which is like, 
so whatever. But I know people like again my at least my age because it is a little bit different. Even though I'm 23, y'all are 26. It's not far off at all. At all. But at all, yeah. again, like even people, I would say you're two younger than me is where it really started. People started getting into YouTube and shit like for real, for real. Like it was like a personality trait for them. <laughs> and so. For sure. I'm seeing these things and like I kind of I've been peeped on some of these because a I started getting into boxing a lot more at the time like when like these YouTube fights started popping off to start off and so I always started like paying attention to them and so I was watching these fights and then I learned like of the whole fighting realm I started getting more into UFC and I was like not a lot of a lot of people say they can fight but not a lot of people are like trained fighters type shit so when I saw Jay Paul was fighting Nate Robinson I started like doing the size comparisons all these things like one's been fighting for like a little bit or at least trying to and like Nate Robinson just a hooper and I was like, I don't think it's going to end like people want it to. And this uh, is going to be a bad look for a grown man who's fighting for his kids. He's fighting for all athletes out there. He's fighting for... Bro, you can't like, tweet 11 hours before this fight. Yo, this is for all the NBA players. I'm going to go represent us tonight. Like, bro, afterwards, I'd be tweeting, no, the fuck it's not. If I was in the NBA, I would have quoted that immediately and said it was not for me. It was definitely not for me. <laughs> shout out to Nate Robinson. <laughs> Super I'm, shout out I'm to Nate I'm definitely proud of him that he society. stepped into it, though. Because you can yeah. see that moment. Where he realized, ah, shit, this, this is, is really a fight. This is different. Up. This is different. <laughs> this nigga kind of can swing a little bit. <laughs> Bro, the off space blows up. When when the off space blows up, I got y'all. I'll fight him. Win. I'll sure. fight I'll either fight one him. of them niggas, bro. I'm not worried. I won't even train. You're going to lose, bro. You're, you're going to lose if, if you don't If y'all get knocked out by Jake Paul, I'm never coming back on the show. Because this nigga going to try to beat, beat you on points, bro. He might not even knock you out, but you got to train no, for I, I'm shit. joking. Yeah, that's what I What if Jake Paul just like, turns into... Bro, I promise you on everybody, <laughs> like, one by one. Like. He might, though. The man, apparently, he trains. <laughs> on every, fuck that nigga. On everything. If we got to a point... Sorry. When we get to a point that we could even be presented with an opportunity like this, if I was to get knocked out by either Paul brother... I don't even want niggas to come back on my podcast, bro. <laughs> I couldn't look y'all in the eyes. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, uh, stop. I'm taking a hiatus, bro. I gotta go look out. I gotta go get right with my family. Yeah, I'm talking to Hyde. Just... Jake Paul name, bro. No, this is just a respect on my boy. I, I mean, I know he's not going. Going. He not going. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I'm not talking on his character or anything. I'm just talking from fighting Rome. You gotta respect anybody who trains that hard for anything that they of do. Of course, so for like sure. the man really put time into practicing this shit. That's why I was like, this is not gonna go how people wanted to. So we got the wrong person to represent the black community here because we should have gotten somebody who wanted to really be this person. Give me somebody that doing sparred it. for a couple I'm years, a little bit, you know, somebody that at least fought some. Because there's a lot of NBA players that their cardio is fighting. You know what I'm saying? Like they could have chose anybody. I saw the Nate Robinson <laughs> training videos. I said, we're fucked. Can I, can I get somebody with some reach? You <laughs> feel me? Like, this nigga got like a five ten wingspan. Let me stop. But anyway, he took that bullet. Like he really did take it. And to be honest, like as long I hope that he does an interview or something soon and is laughing about it, mm-hmm. you know, just because like something like this, you just gotta take it on the chin, no pun intended, and just really just like <laughs> and, and really just kinda <laughs> and really go and really go with the joke. No <laughs> <laughs> you, you you have to. And if you come back the kind of person like you're just good after you know and that saying? is that's so dope. I you like you instantly money. you kind of boost yourself up a little bit if you can just be cool mm-hmm. after this. The only way to recover like, is to be cool. You I, don't, I don't cool. think he cares that. that I don't think he cares that much. The jokes was hilarious though. The pro athletes was. I was excited to see the Mike Tyson shit though. I know Same. that was like Same. not what everyone expected. It was two grown ass men fighting each other. Just kind of weird. Kind of weird. Two uncles. Two uncles for show. They were out of breath and shit. Out of breath like shit, hopping around that ring. You could tell them niggas felt like, damn, it has been a while since I've done this before. I was telling niggas, yo, Roy Jones' last fight was two years ago. He's not just going to get knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to hang in there. He was, he was it's, it's nothing for him to 
bullshit his way through a little eight rounds. Like, like mm-hmm. I knew that was gonna happen. I was like, he's not gonna get knocked out. I thought he was gonna get his ass killed. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was one of them niggas, but I don't pay that much attention to fighting. So like, I'm just, I'm he, he had Tyson a good strategy. To like, still looks like he's thirty. What? That nigga can imagine you knock run into this nigga at a bar fight. Like, what? Oh my god! Off. I promise you, Mike Tyson could be on the side of the most deplorable person <laughs> in the world, bro. That's my nigga immediately. I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> fuck is y'all talking about? I'm on that side in a bar fight. Bro, I don't I'm give a fuck. Mike Tyson. Any level of drunk I am, like it'll, it'll be better if I'm drunk. I see any person with a similar tattoo to him. I see that tattoo. And I'm gonna clock it. I'm gonna be like, oh, that's Mike Tyson. It could be somebody completely different, just dressed up as him. I'm gonna be like, I'm drunk. I bet it is him. I'm just not seeing it right, and I'm gonna treat it as such. Oh, that's the nigga you I'm don't not even fighting. casually like bump elbows in. Or, It'd be like, a nigga like Roy Jones that'll get your ass because you're not gonna recognize him when you're drunk. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. A nigga like, like Roy Jones really fit in. This old ass nigga tripping. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga could be one of the old people at Oak. No one would even know some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just this old nigga tripping. Uh, that's all I really had to say on that. I don't know if there's much more that you want to talk on. I know. I wish if we had more time, like, present for it. We could dive more into like the other shit and other sports. So the NBA is starting up again. One question. Let's go. Two questions. NBA. One. Do you think it's weird how quickly the turnaround is, or are you excited for it? Because I'm personally excited for the quick turnaround, but I understand why some people are like, it's so fast. Like as soon as the shit ended. Um, I think I'm excited for it, but I'm scared in the sense that we're already seeing like an uptick in injuries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's horrifying. Like it's only gonna keep going up if you just run these niggas right back out mm-hmm. there. Like, and I just hope it's not more yeah. like torn Achilles and mm-hmm. shit like mm-hmm. that. Cause that clay shit broke my spirit. Like that shit fucked me up. Nah, I love, that's one, one of those players, players you don't even like the team. You don't even have to like right? like whatever. That's the kind of guy you like to see him win. You always want to see that nigga. Mm-hmm. You think he's gonna come back and be anywhere near? I think he will just because like I think the things that are going to take a hit are he may, he may not come back as a top defender in the league anymore because that's going to be harder to do. You know what I'm saying? Because that movement is a lot more intensive down there than anything he was doing offensively because this was the nigga, once again, that could score 60 points and he dribbled, what, 11 times, however many times that whole game. If that- so I think he's going to still be the killer for scoring, but they're going to have to set up systems where – he gets open in like a Steph way as a little bit more because mm-hmm. Clay will just like Clay was the type of nigga that you could be on this nigga like this mm-hmm. right the second he has the ball in his hand he's still just gonna pull it and he's, for gonna, sure, for he's sure. gonna figure it out and it's in your face and to me I feel like that's not gonna leave him I think mm-hmm. that'll still be okay so he'll still be able to him. I think he'll always be able to figure out the shot yeah but he's just gonna be more reliant on figuring out the shot you may not get the like getting in the lane Clay you may not get the you're still gonna get some, like I'm sure, but I don't think it's gonna take this nigga from like a any night he could give you thirty player Dude. to like an any night he'll give you twenty or fifteen or something yeah, like that. Yeah, nigga's talking no. like he' about to be Ray Allen at right? thirty-five. Oh, no. I'm just thinking, so, I that don't nigga's know. still gonna give you thirty whenever he wants to give you thirty. I'm he's just Clay curious though because he's not like old by any means, but he is like, transitioning into his thirties, right? Yeah. And so when you're gonna be at a point where you haven't played basketball in two years, when you were essentially going from being in your prime like twenties to like yeah, you're in your 30s, your whole play style is going to change a little bit. Yeah. And so he's going to have to refine his game in general from like learning how his body works now from injuries and age to where I don't think it's going to look smooth for a little bit, but honestly, he's a workhorse. I, I don't know if we could ever really doubt some shit like that. And Ubre and Wiseman, like the, some of the pickups they've gotten too, I think it's going to be enough to spread the floor to where Clay's not going to have to. Like the reason it was so fun, and it was genuinely in the last decade, like the most fun basketball I've ever watched. Like, 
the reason the Splash Brothers had to do what they were doing is because, like, it was no offense to any of the other niggas on the team, but you had two people you needed to give you those points every single night, mm -hmm. right? And so the way they were creating these opportunities, right, they were, it, like, Steph, a lot of people undervalue Steph's shot creation, just in general. Or Clay's shot creation, just like little things like that, because they will find a way to get you a shot whenever you needed one. And whether it be this nigga running like soccer players all game, like literally you see Steph and it looks like he's running rounds all game trying to just get open for 0.2 seconds so he can, it's over with, gone. And so I think with them getting a little bit older and they're smart players, right? Like Chris Paul and like Dan was talking about with like Chris Paul being able to manipulate little things in the game. I think they're smart enough that as they get older and adjust, they're just going to be manipulating little parts of the game with the players that they now have to do the sprinting, to yeah, do yeah. all of the little I mean, shit. Steph is the system. Be fun. Steph, like, Steph mm -hmm. is the system. Like, just like with LeBron, you put LeBron on any team, they're going to be a contender. They're going to be a contender. Like, sure. And I feel like that way with Steph, as long with the right cast, like, Steph That's is, why I still think they'll go to the playoffs this year. I think they're still going to be all right. I, I don't think they're, they're going to win. I don't they're think they're going to go because the Suns are going to take that spot, in my opinion. But The Suns are looking yeah. dangerous. I so think there's like, a few teams getting dropped off. Yeah. Playoffs. I think the Warriors got a chance still, though. Yeah, the sure. Warriors still I think they at least have a chance. At least 7 seed, 8 seed. Mm -hmm. like, Timberwolves not about to be there. Uh, if I'm being honest, the Rockets not about to be there. You don't think so? Would the Timberwolves ever be here? <laughs> that shit is crazy. These things are perpetually ass. Oh my god. I think they've been cursed since KG left. Nah, I think they were cursed even when he was there. Shit, he was he was them. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't them. It was KG since Spree World choked the coast. <laughs> was that was that was that was that there? <laughs> when the, the NBA was the NBA. You feel me? Oh my god, when the shit was and then the last question Sons on NGU Pelicans coming up. Just because like we're all people that love hoops, so we could talk mm -hmm. for another hour on this shit. But I want to know your opinion on LaMelo in terms of do you think he, maybe he's not going to be the fucking, um, what's dude, the Luca or the Zion, like that people are trying to make like the face of the league type shit. They are pushing that on him, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but I want you to give me ceiling and low ceiling. Like where do you think he best case and where do you think worst case because i personally worst case i don't see him being a bust i think worst case he's like a career like 20 point per game player you know what i'm saying like somebody very solid somebody that's going to get all-star bids but may not be the the one on yeah, their yeah. conference but best case i could see him being the one you know if he really puts a little bit more muscle on him and he gets better defensively from what you've seen do you think he's going to live up to the hype or do you think that, like, what do you think? I about mean, I'm, I'll preface this with, um, just to put in perspective, I still feel like Lonzo is going to be a star at some point. Same here. Same I, just think it take, sure. I just think it takes time with what he does because he's, he's not a, naturally a scorer. Uh -huh. But everything else he does, he's going to be a star. He's going to be a star. But um, I'll say just like his dad say, like, the last brother got a chance to look at what all the other brothers did uh -huh. and perfect and see where he can do what he do better mm -hmm. and what's gonna help him especially in the league now is like he's he's a fucking scorer bro mm -hmm. like, he's looking for his shot always wants it and the jump the three gotta get better but I say ceiling um I hate to compare him to someone but um it's flattery he'll do it in his own way of course I'll say I'll, I'll give him like he can he can get you 25 to 28 in his in his 
when he becomes his full self, full self, which I don't think will happen for maybe like another year or two. Mm-hmm. Give it a few for sure, because these yep. niggas like to count them out so quick. But he got that confidence, you know. He might start pulling like Gilbert Arenas. You feel me? Just going crazy. Start, see, that's start what I need, wilding, to right? I need to see some like you know if somebody's gonna be a star because I feel like no matter how good you are, the difference between a good and a great player is getting out and being able to try some freaky shit, yeah. knowing that it might or not might not work. That's not what's important. It's the fact that you're trying some shit. And the fact that you and were, you're and that's different, and knowing that you potentially you would have the skill set to make it work. Like we've seen, and I don't want to talk down on the man because I feel like Kuzma could be a lot better than he is if he just did a little bit of things differently. But you see him try some shit. You know, he gets into game, starts hitting some like three sixty, trying to like some shit that he's been trying pass. to practice. You feel yeah. sure. But I feel like if as long as you're a scoring point guard and and you're looking to score, especially in the league now, you got a chance for sure. You got mm-hmm. a chance, and he's showing that he can score. Exactly. We just got to see if he can do that shit around. These these niggas mm-hmm. around these niggas. And he's, been, like, he's been playing though. He's been playing professional, and I feel like obviously Australia ain't the fucking NBA. But they gotta get Terry Rozier out of there though, because he definitely gonna try to square up. Oh, he's oh, definitely gonna try to fight this nigga. He's definitely gonna be mad that Jordan likes him more already. Like, nigga, I didn't come here for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Terry a dog. I didn't come here Terry for y'all to draft another point guard. So he's definitely. <laughs> I think they could work a one-two punch out though. Devontae Graham is fire too. Somebody gotta go. I don't Someone know. I, don't, I think he they mean, bro. Though. Terry's not a bad player. They just got to dish him to another team. No, no, no by sure. any means, don't think he's bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I like just, to see him with the Clippers. To be fair, because they're, they, they need, need a point guard. That's not bad. That's not bad. I started thinking about they that. They need a point guard bad. Yeah, they need a point guard bad. And they need a dog. Like somebody I'd keep the Pat Bev around, though. Not saying, like, as a starter or some shit. But I would definitely have give him as a move two guard one. Yeah, he's playing with someone like a Rosier. Something that's going to make him talk a little less. Exactly. And then I bring him on. That nigga getting 30 minutes a game is not healthy for the sport. Niggas getting hurt out this bitch. All right, well, just for time's sake, though, like, we definitely appreciate having you on, my dog. Absolutely. Yes, sir. My name is Chuka. My name is Ezigo. And today we have Pretty Mookie the Cobra in house ATL. Yes, sir. And then just shout out any socials, anything right now, just Mook Sprockets everywhere. Yeah, Mook underscore Sprockets on all social media platforms. Follow in house ATL to see any updates on the squad and the rest of what we got going on. Like I said, a lot of shit coming, man. A lot of fun shit, a lot of acting shit, a lot of shit, different shit, man. Yes, sir. That's creative. Being real creative. And we're going to get all of those ads. We're going to get everything. We're going to put them in all the bios. So we'll have them down below for y'all. All right. But let's get out of here. Yes, All sir. Right. Later, y'all.